Well, we can talk about the big news this t- that happened yesterday, of course. The Harry Styles oh, music duh. video dropping. <laughs> what we just talked about for what forever. We just watched on the YouTubes. Yes. Me for the millionth time. <laughs> I was just going to ask, how many times have you watched it? A lot. It's a lot of Harry's whole body. All four of his nipples <laughs> right a, there. <laughs> he has a very pretty butterfly right on. Right, on, right there. Right there. Mm-hmm. Under, under his titties. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right between his two other titties. You can't forget he has four nipples. <laughs> what? <laughs> you didn't know that? No. He has four nipples. He has the normal ones He's and then witch. two down there. Probably. If he had two more, he could nurse puppy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What were we talking about? Nothing Harry Styles. Yeah. The first time I saw the screenshot, Mm -hmm. as you know, I was in a fucking Applebee's. Fucking Applebee's. (laughs) What does that say? He was like, I'm sorry, I'm just a regular guy. Yeah. Oh, you know, no. <laughs> Harry Styles is just above us all. Mm. It's true. He's truly another being. Is he an alien? Maybe a sexy one. Hopefully. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <sighs> excuse me. <clears throat> is that better? Thank you. Um. Something else happened. Oh, Niall came out with one last week. Oh. So I wasn't okay then either. They're both wearing sparkly shirts. It's very in right now. Yeah. I really, I'm into it. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, look at this. And suspenders. Harry yeah. had suspenders on the video. I was like, oh, this is cute. Harry Styles wears exclusively Gucci. I don't know if you know that. Oh, <laughs> he's a bougie bitch. He's a, he's the spokesperson for Gucci. Oh, or I one of them. That. Yeah. Oh. And he's like BFFs well, with the like creative designer that's currently in charge of the Gucci collection. Fancy. So everything he has is custom made. Like I said, look, he's, he's not. He's above lot. us all. He's a little extra, that boy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Rihanna. Uh huh. Is earlier this year said she was coming out with an album, oh. and she just announced it, and it was a photo album. She caught us on a technicality. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Uh, see what else? Oh, and in more important international news, and I thought I heard this on the news this morning. Iran just started letting women into the sports stadiums. Really? Again, since yeah, since you know. Yeah. Back before. Back, yeah, back then. <laughs> yeah. Before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is still some really? caveats. Uh huh. But in order. I think the I think like FIFA or the World Cup or somebody uh-huh. was like, "Hey, if you want you want our stuff, you got to start." Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Look, we can we can bring this to you. Mhm. But you can't be like, "Nope, they can't come in. Sorry." Yeah. <laughs> there were still some caveats, but I was listening to women who were able to watch the blowout game against Cambodia. I believe it was 14-0. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good game, guys. <laughs> or bad, I guess. Depends yeah. who you're rooting for. Um, but that was big news. And now I'm just thinking about soccer. So my one of my ex-boyfriends mm-hmm. from England. So football's a big thing there. Soccer. Oh, I'm sorry. You dated an English boy? Yeah. Oh. 
Uh, did he whisper sweet nothings to you in his adorable accent? No. Fucking A. <laughs> was his posh? Or did he sound it was, like a it cockney? Wasn't, it wasn't cockney. <laughs> I'll tell you that. <laughs> Thank God, because you can't understand those people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I could take... Uh, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I'm going to hold off on my judge. But most people haven't heard of Micronesia. Okay. And I said I was Micronesian, and he was like, that sounds really familiar. And I was like, that's weird that uh-huh. you would think that. Uh-huh. And it's because, I don't know if this is still the case, and I don't even know if it was the case then, but the word, like, the biggest blowout game, uh-huh. it was like 36-0, and the Micronesians were zero. <laughs> and that's how he had heard of Micronesia before. Because they're apparently terrible at football? Yeah. And they're not, it's not a part of the culture. <laughs> Like who can have, who can have fields on an island? <laughs> Excuse me. That's, that's, it's true. Oh, yeah. that's hilarious. <laughs> He's like, you know. Oh yeah, that's right. You guys are terrible at this one sport. Yeah. I love. Yeah. And he hilarious. showed me the Google search, and I was like, oh yeah, that's um, mm-hmm, that's, that's my people. That's bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> All right, enough chit chat. Welcome to our show. Yep. It's called That Broad's Got Moxie. That Broad's Got Moxie. We're here. And I'm Kiana. I'm Cassie. Danny's here. Danny's Accosting here. us. Me. Not us. Me. About my microphone. And Cassie's drinking a white Russian. It's a thing. <laughs> what it is. My cheeks are hot. And I already chugged my coffee mm-hmm. that had Bailey's in it. Oh, that was a loud gulp. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's a hefty noise into the microphone. <laughs> a hefty noise. <coughs> All right. It's October. Mm-hmm. It's spooky time. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of which, it's October, and I forgot to mention this last week, but October 15th is Kiana Henry Day. What? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's because Zeth and I have the same birthday. Oh, that's right. And yep. so we decide, and it just has become another, like, anniversary, and mm-hmm. I need I need time for myself. Yeah, you need a you day. Yeah, and so I just chose my favorite month uh-huh. and decided that one of those days is mine, and oh, Zeth fun. picked his month and decided that. When's his? I'm really upset that you put me on the spot like that. <laughs> 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 I think it's January 20th. Okay. <laughs> listen they're fairly new we just came up with it oh but man october 15th is kiana henry day it sure is doesn't matter what zest day is exactly it's also your half birthday is it exactly my half birthday yeah You're October 15th. oh my god that was just a coincidence <laughs> <laughs> danny just informed me that that was my half birthday i love that you didn't know that <laughs> I, oh shit wow Really makes you think. <laughs> sure does. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, it's customary for um, Kiana Henry Day to give me $100. Oh. So, <laughs> if you want to be good friends <laughs> and good listeners, <laughs> please give me $100. <laughs> yes. Thanks. Can I get out on section? It's also Cassie Cobb Day that day. <laughs> <laughs> and how do you celebrate by not giving people $100? No. I accept Hold on. puppies and kittens. Hold on. Okay. I chose that day so I wouldn't have to share it with anybody. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> My birthday is coming up. I don't need another. I don't need it. Exactly. 
But I would understand if you picked another day in the year because you and Danny do have really close birthdays. We and of do. course, Danny could pick another one. Yeah. We have. Yeah. Her, her day is a month after your day. Hmm. Hmm. Exactly. What a, <laughs> what a co-winky dink. Fifteen's a good number. Is it? Yeah. Okay. You can suck my dick. Thank yeah. You. It's a lot better than 28. You know what all the months have? <laughs> 28. Oh, they all so have 15. They all have 15 too. <laughs> <laughs> what were you trying to say there, Gatsy? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways. Anyway. What's your... Sp- Cassie gets to go first this I time. I get to go first because we're just recording one episode tonight. Yes. Today. And I get to go first. Mm-hmm. So. Who are, you, who are you talking about? The woman, the broad with moxie that I'm talking about today. Her name is Tilly Klimek. Or Klimek. K-I-L-M-E-C-K? Yeah. Why is this familiar to me? I don't know. <laughs> you probably Googled her maybe look as long as you didn't do your homework this week about her that's all that matters fair so look i'm just gonna put this out there there's a lot of polish names in here that (laughs) i'm just going to fuck up that's (laughs) because there's a lot of consonants but speaking of poland shut up rafal saborski i just like that guy okay Yeah, who's that? <laughs> He's a professor that I had in <laughs> college who I got to call an Uncle Saborski, not to his face. <laughs> that's great. He meant a lot to me. Oh, that's hilarious. Anyways. Okay. So, Tilly Klimek was born Otilly G- Boy, here we go. Gaborksvas. G- Could I try? GB... U R E K W A S. Repeat that. G B. G B. U R. Oh, no, hold on. G B. That's two consonants <laughs> in a row. Like, that's what ha- I'm fucking saying. That's not happening. Look, these are my people. I'm Polish. <laughs> uh, so there's no reason why I shouldn't be able to pronounce these. But so Tilly. Okay, so she's born in Poland in 1876. She came to the United States as an infant with her parents and grew up in Chicago. Hmm. So, let me start this whole charade by sharing a fun fact about Tilly. Tilly was often called a psychic by her neighbors and friends. Mm. Mm. Getting a little getting little, a little, little spooky-ooky. I feel it in the bones. Yeah. Though she never claimed to actually be clairvoyant, she had an uncanny talent for foreseeing the future. Mm. Mm. Intrigue. Is everybody interested now? <laughs> Go on. I, I'm intrigued. <laughs> okay. Better put, she was able to discern... She said this was all coming to her in her drink. Did you just hit yourself in the face of the hanger? God damn it. (laughs) You're a menace to society. (laughs) I heard it and then I saw you laugh. (laughs) Then I was like, 
<laughs> what happened? <laughs> Danny just looked so shocked that happened. <laughs> I heard it click off of you. Okay. Anyway. Okay. <clears throat> Where was I? Um, okay. So she was able to discern. So she said this came to her in her dreams. Almost the exact dates of death for all five of her husbands, as well as certain neighbors. <laughs> so, I put, ooh, foreshadowing. <laughs> I can already see where this is going. <laughs> okay, so, we're going to get, now we're going to get to the good stuff. Okay, Tilly married her first husband, John Mitkowitz, in 1895. Okay? Mm-hmm. In December of 1913, Tilly told a friend that she had dreamed of finding John's corpse on a Tuesday in the near future. Hmm. So, sure enough, <laughs> her husband of 29 years fell ill in, on the morning of January 13th of 1914 and died later that night. <gasps> She's psychic. She is definitely psychic. <laughs> she didn't kill him at all. Nope. The death certificate listed the cause of death as heart trouble, and she quickly found comfort in the arms of a neighbor named Joseph Raskowski. Mm. Okay. So then they were married. Okay. Uh, but soon after that wedding, mm-hmm. like real soon, yeah. we're talking five months. Okay. <laughs> uh, Joe died. <laughs> Did she see it coming? Yes, definitely. (laughs) Okay. So this is May 20th, 1914 Mm -hmm. is when he dies. That same year, Mm -hmm. we're still in 1914. Yeah. Okay. So husband one, dead in January. Husband two, dead in May. Wait, how did five months pass? Well, they got married. Five months passed and then he died. Like, I literally, like, the first guy died. Uh Uh-huh. But there's not five months between January and May. Yeah, there are. January, February, March, April. You got me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Danny knew when your fucking half birthday was. I think you should stick to not maths. <laughs> I'm just going to listen. <laughs> Solid plan. We're not here for this. Okay. So where are we at? January 1914, first husband died. Mm-hmm. May 1914, second husband died. Okay, so we're still in 1914. She married another man named Joseph Guskowski. Mm-hmm. A lot of Owskis. And their, la- their, their love lasted all of six months. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, too, died mysteriously after one of Tilly's deadly premonitions. Mm. 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 She's, man. She's really good at that. She sure is. She's. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this poor woman. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm Devastating. She's just, she's got really bad luck with men. Can't They're catch a break. Dropping no. like flies around her. <laughs> it's very upsetting. Uh, but clearly not that upsetting because after a little while, <laughs> uh, after living quite nicely on her husband's life insurances, mm-hmm. 
that's merely coincidence. Yeah, of course. I mean... That's just careful planning. It just... These things happen. People die. And she... (laughs) (laughs) It was the only thing that she could do. Yeah. Right? Okay. So, Lily was lonely and found herself a brand new husband. Mm Mm-hmm. Frank... Sinatra. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. He was three at the time. No, I don't know how old Sinatra was. Anyway. Frank... K-U-P-Z-S-Y-K. Kupzitsky. No, there's no... The Y comes before the K. So it's like Kupzik. Oh, maybe it's Kupzik. Okay. Uh, We're just going to call him... I believe you. Let's just call him Frank. Okay. Okay. A boy Frank. Boy Frank. I would like to also make a little, like, asterisk right here. So in all of my research, which, let me tell you, we deep dove into Murderpedia for this bitch. Mm-hmm. And, like, some things were like, okay, these are her three official husbands. Mm-hmm. But then maybe this guy was, she was either married to him or maybe they were just, like, having an affair mm. or... It's, it was a partner. It's a partner, a romantic partner of some sort. But it... There were different accounts of number and who. Anyway, this is... We're at Frank. Okay, so. Fourth time's gotta be a charm, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's the saying. Yeah. So they lived happily ever after for roughly... Okay, where am I? They lived happily ever after for roughly... Four years. That was a lot of Fs. Hmm. Frank suddenly fell ill. Weird. (laughs) Strange. And Tilly began to tell neighbors that, quote, he would not live long. (laughs) (laughs) That's a threat. It sure is. (laughs) And then she would actually say to Frank, when, like, saying good morning to him, Mm -hmm. she'd say shit like, quote, it won't be long now. And, uh, quote, you'll be dying soon. (laughs) Really giving him the business. Yeah. That's what death says to me in the morning. (laughs) It's really sweet. I get it. fucking bleak. (laughs) Okay. Zeth doesn't say that to me in the morning. That's good. I would tell you you need to get out of that relationship immediately. Uh, PSA, if anybody's telling you these things, run Run. away. (laughs) Peace the fuck out. Yeah. And, yeah, that's all. Okay. She also jokingly told neighbors that he he had, quote, two inches to live. Hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. So, as she sat by his bedside, watching him slip away, she stitched some nice lace to a lovely little, like, morning hat. And then, after finding an exceptional bargain, she asked her landlady, whose name was Martha, permission to store her amazing find in the basement. Hmm. Any guesses to what the uh, amazing find is? Zinc coffins. <laughs> <laughs> 27 of them. Wait, is it a zinc coffin? It's a coffin. Oh. 
it's definitely a coffin. Okay. So, the landlady Martha refused. Okay. Get she, it, this is a quote from her. I remember Mrs. Kepsick came out in the yard with a piece of newspaper all about a fine coffin for $30 that she was going to get for Frank. I told her, I chase you and the coffin out. <laughs> so, she finds this really great coffin on sale. Mm-hmm. On probably Craigslist. Yeah, definitely. Old school Craigslist. <laughs> and it was like, this, uh, I can't pass this. <laughs> so I'm going to buy it. I know Frank's not dead yet, but he's <laughs> he's got two inches to live. <laughs> So, I'm just going to store this in the basement. And like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. You're a crazy woman. <laughs> so, call me crazy, but this seems like Red Flag City. Yeah. You Maybe? Maybe. Am I wrong? I don't know. If I was... If I was dying, like, legitimate... Like, if, if this was a legitimate dying thing... Sure. And you found a nice coffin on sale, I wouldn't be mad at it. <laughs> But if, but the red flag is waking up every morning saying, you're going to die soon, mm-hmm. in addition to just buying a coffin. Yeah. That's a red flag. It seems a little suspect, right? Yeah. And okay. also the the four dead husbands prior to. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> That's not like. Just saying. It's a yeah. little strange. Okay. So, note to self. Don't let other people store fucking coffins in your basement. <laughs> So, Frank died, surprise, surprise, yeah. on April 20th, 1921. The cause of death was bronchial pneumonia. Hmm. Probably caused by something else, but what can I get there? Don't worry. Okay. Because of her uncanny ability to predict the deaths of those around her, <laughs> Tilly had developed quite a reputation. <laughs> People walked on the other side of the fucking street. <laughs> They were like, don't get too close. (laughs) She will read some shit off of you and tell you when you're going to die. So it's no wonder the Klimek family grew worried when their son, you know, and brother, uh, Joseph. There's an awful lot of Josephs. It was like a thing. Maybe there Mm -hmm. just weren't a lot of other people, but a lot Uh, of Josephs. I don't want to spread false facts. Okay. But I might just do it now. Okay. Some countries had, like, approved names to pick from. Oh. And the same, the ninth, this is like World War One-ish. Yep. Eastern Europe. That's. It feels right. I think Russia definitely had. Uh Uh-huh. And it's not too far of a reach to say that Russia had some influence on. Sure. I think, uh, look, I had, uh, I, no, that wasn't my grandpa's name. How was my grandpa's name? <laughs> hmm. My grandpa's name was Leroy. Jenkins? No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> was he, quote, the baddest guy in the whole damn town? No. Is he meaner than a junkyard dog? No. Better than old King Cole? No. <laughs> he had a walnut tree. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Okay. 
Where am I? Okay. You were trying to... Th- hold on. You were trying to think of your grandpa's name. I was. <laughs> Bill. It was Bill. Okay. It was Grandpa Bill. Okay, <laughs> uh, now tell me about this okay. fifth Joseph. Fifth husband. Yeah. Yes. Just yep. another Joseph. Yep. Yes. This is number five. Okay. So Joseph decided to throw caution to the wind and marry Tilly in 1921. I would also, let's put another little asterisk here. Mm-hmm. Tilly is like, she's in her 50s at mm-hmm. this point. She's this stout little round Polish woman who speaks very broken English. She's not a fucking heartthrob. <laughs> okay? And th- I'm not trying to be, you know, I'm not I'm not trying to say anything. Mm-hmm. But she's got these, she's got fellas just lying. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But even people in the newspapers in 1923 were like, <laughs> we don't know what the fuck is up with this because she must have she's been- not a looker, quote unquote. <laughs> <laughs> she must have been very charming, though. I mean, if she Apparently. could... Yeah, people thought she was a psychic, not a murderer. <laughs> exactly. So. Like, that's... Tilling it to... Can we hold on a second? Uh, fine. We're back. This is going to be a super quick edit cut. I just answered the phone during the podcast because I'm what? Not a professional. But it was my sister and it was big news. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Huge. Nicholas Cage is... He's in, in, he's in Portland mm-hmm. filming a movie right now mm-hmm. uh, called Pig. Yep. Pig, apparently. Yep. And uh, he is hashtag eaten out. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) He is is currently having dinner. Can I tell you a funny story? When I worked at Aveda, Mm -hmm. the Aveda Institute, I worked in, like, guest services. Mm -hmm. So I would, like, make appointments and stuff. And this guy came in and he wanted to see somebody for a haircut. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, they're booked for the next couple of hours, but, you know, she's available at four or whatever. He's like, okay, I'll, you know, I'll come back. And I was like, okay, I'll put you, I'll put you on the books. And I was like, uh, can I have your name? And uh, he was like, it's Moose. <laughs> and I was like, okay, and your last name? And he goes, Knuckle. And I went, okay. <laughs> and then I went, Hmm. <laughs> suspect. <laughs> and then he chuckled and he was like, she'll know who it is. And I was like, I am not going to announce to someone that Moose Knuckle is coming to see you at four o'clock. I fucking had to like keep it together. But as soon as he walked out the door, I lost my goddamn mind. I was laughing so hard. Oh, that's perfect. <sighs> So, Dr. Blue Jay and Mr. Moose Knuckle are going to have dessert later. The adventures of Dr. Blue Jay and Mr. Moose Knuckle. Can you imagine a cartoon? What would Mr. Moose Knuckle look like? Just a real tight pair of men's jeans with googly eyes? Oh my god! Quick, we gotta sell the rights to okay. Adult Swim. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody steal our idea. No. What What do they say on um? What do they say on? And that's why we drink TM 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 TM. TM, TM. TM. <laughs> oh, we okay. Gotta. Okay, let's get back to the story. Okay. <laughs> okay. 
I'm going to talk with an accent just now. <laughs> Wait for it. Wait, okay. why? Because <laughs> it's a quote. Oh, okay. Okay. This is a quote from... Oh, do we have an update? No. Oh, okay. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's not ignorant. It's like... It's funny. <laughs> it's written phonetically. <laughs> okay. Go for it. Okay. So, this is a quote from Joseph Klimek. She is a good woman, <laughs> and I am a healthy man that intends to stay healthy. <laughs> so the healthy man and the new Mrs. Klimek co-signed a will, a last will and testament, leaving all of their possessions to each other. Wrong move. Wrong. <sighs> Look. The arrogance of this man. <laughs> exactly. And then that very healthy man uh, turned feeble and sickly overnight. Oof, I wonder why. Weird, right? Okay. So, when he was nearing the point of death, his family did what Tilly had not done for any of her other four husbands, which was (laughs) take him to the fucking hospital. (laughs) Take him to Dr. Blue Jay. His assistant, Moose Knuckle. (laughs) Nurse Moose Knuckle. (laughs) The medical adventures of Dr. Blue Jay and Nurse Moose Knuckle. (laughs) They both snap on latex gloves. (laughs) You're going to feel a little prick. (laughs) And it's Moose Knuckle. Prick. Okay, so they rushed him to the hospital in the nick of time. He lived, (laughs) but the tests confirmed that he had ingested arsenic by the tablespoons. Plural tablespoons. He was a healthy man if you survived that. He was a very healthy man. (laughs) Sorry, I can't stop now. Nilly, uh, wait, who's Nelly? Oh, wait, I haven't gotten there yet. No, there's also a Nelly who comes in. Oh. Okay. Tilly was arrested along with her cousin, Nellie. So Tilly told the police during questioning that she had told Nellie that she was tired of her husband, Frank. So not Joseph, but the one previous. Mm -hmm. Nellie suggested divorce. Tilly said, quote, I will get rid of him some other way. And claimed that Nellie had given her a, quote, goodly portion of a poison called Rough on Rats. <laughs> so after her arrest, it came to light that several relatives and neighbors of the two women had died. Two oh. neighbors Tilly had quarreled with became gravely ill after eating candy that she had given them. Mm-hmm. Several of Tilly and Nellie's cousins and relatives were found to have become gravely ill shortly after eating at Tilly's house. So, I'm just... The body list is growing. Well, pretty exponentially. Mm -hmm. So, in all, the list stretched 22 victims. What? 
14 of whom had died. And I have a whole list. And oh my like, God. look, I'll post it because I got it from a newspaper clipping uh-huh. from 1923. Oh, that's cool. But it's like everyone from like the granddaughter of this person and the cousins of this person and um, like the ex fiance of one of the nephews. It's wild. It just, just spider webs out from the two of them. Oh my god. Okay. Um, the the newspapers began to speak of Tilly not as a solo murderer, but as the quote high priestess Ooh. of a bluebeard clique. Ooh. <laughs> in Chicago's little Poland neighborhood. So there was this whole big like panic essentially. Uh-huh. That there was this big group of women doing some like witchy black magic shit. Mm-hmm. And they were killing off people left and right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is famously used rat poison. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, fucking potion or anything. Right. But rough on rats. <laughs> obviously. So other wives in the neighborhood were arrested and questioned and eventually released. Mm. Uh, Joseph Klimek would survive, though he would still be in the hospital more than three months later. Oof. Yeah, he had to, like, relearn how to walk. Oh, my God. Because, Every- like, his body was basically, like, shut down. Oh, yeah. Wow. They caught it right in the nick of time. It was found that she had taken out life insurance policies on her husband's from which she profited greatly. Mm-hmm. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Were we expecting anything less? Right. Faced with the possibility of having her former husband's remains unearthed, <laughs> and they were ev- they they were eventually, and to no one's surprise, were full of arsenic. <laughs> <laughs> and being charged with three murders, Tilly confessed to poisoning Climac. Mm-hmm. She was like, no, 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 I did it. I yeah. did it. <laughs> don't, don't worry about them. <laughs> Just ignore all that. Okay. An actress to the last, she stood up in the Cook County courthouse house as if in a trance, chanting that the never- netherworld defied the mortals to send her to death. Oh, yeah. Oh, she got up on that stand and was like, you can't kill me. Yeah. So dramatic. Wild. I love this. She's hysterical. Okay. So she gets up there, goes into one of her, like, trances, claims that they can't kill her. She would not be executed for her crimes. That she was like... Why? No, no. That's what she said. Oh, okay. like She was like, you mortals can't kill me. I will not be put to death for this. <laughs> and then... Meanwhile, <laughs> the assistant state attorney, W.F. McLaughlin, was asking the jury to impose death penalties, which, if granted, would break an established precedent, for no woman had ever been executed in Illinois. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, man. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> No, no. Here we go. I'm pulling out another voice. Okay. (laughs) This is a quote from W.F. McLaughlin. Mm -hmm. 
they're going to the rope, see? <laughs> <laughs> and I'll help send them there. <laughs> Was it last week that we were we were talking in the salons? Yeah. <laughs> Judy Garland. Judy Garland. <laughs> we're going to hang them in the gallows, <laughs> you see here? Yeah. Okay. All right. That's enough of that. In March 1923, Tilly was found guilty of the murder of Frank Kupsik. Mm. Okay. So, reporters noted that unlike most of the husband killers who had been acquitted in Chicago courts, Tilly was not beautiful or charming, but a, quote, squat woman (laughs) who spoke only broken English, despite having lived in the country since infancy. (laughs) (laughs) She really... Really held on to it. Yeah. Good for her. But also, people were like, I got nothing. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> Aw, you that's kind of sad. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <it is. laughs> but she did kill 22 people, so maybe she I did. don't feel that bad. Sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she was sentenced to life in prison, the harshest yeah. sentence that has ever been leveled against a woman in Coke, in Coke, in Cook <laughs> County. Nellie was later acquitted after spending a year in prison during her drawn-out t- trial. So that's her cousin. Mm-hmm. She was oh, like, okay. Okay, fine. She was the brains of it. She's she- the brains, see? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to go home, see? <laughs> Don't poison any more people. <laughs> I've learned my lesson. That was a bad accident. I don't know that <laughs> cut that. Cut that out. <laughs> no, leave it in. Okay. Um, okay, so this is the last little blurb here. Um, so when Tilly and Nellie were still in jail together mm-hmm. before Nellie was acquitted, Tilly would often tease her and basically convinced her that she was like, that the guards were coming to like take her out to be hanged. And Nellie was, <laughs> she was like, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> Uh, Man, Tilly's a bitch. She is is a rough fucking woman. Uh, And then Tilly died on November 20th, 1936. Okay. In prison. You know what of? Bronchial pneumonia. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. And that is the story of Tilly Klimek. Does she have a nickname? Tilly. Okay. I guess I meant a murder nickname. <laughs> I don't think so. She's. I, I, I mean, you got me on a technicality, but. <laughs> uh, that one made Danny fucking fall over with the giggles. <laughs> no, she doesn't have a nickname. Like, I was reading, there's one called the Giggling Granny, who's mm-hmm. great. What yeah. a great nickname. Um, and a couple others, but I was like, oh, this bitch is wild. Yeah. I love that everybody thinks she's psychic and not, <laughs> you know, poisoning people to death. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I was going to say, so I used Murderpedia, which had a bunch of really fun information from newspapers from Chicago, you know, Chicago yeah. Tribune from like 1923. And it was really interesting. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Murderpedia. Good website. It is. All right. Okay. That's all I got. Who are you doing? We're sticking with 
lady murderers <gasps> Ooh, yes, <laughs> as I a theme. The lady murderer. <laughs> so my sources are QuoteV.com, TheLineup.com, Ladies Handbook of Murder, <gasps> uh, and a BBC article called Sodium, Getting Rid of Dirt and Murder Victims yes. by Justin <laughs> Rowland. <laughs> and I am doing Leonardo Cianciulli. I don't know who that is. A.K.A. the soap maker of an <gasps> Italian. I do know who that is. <laughs> I almost did her a couple weeks ago. I forgot what her nickname was. <laughs> the soap maker? Yeah, but it's of a, the place she's from. Oh, 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 gotcha. But gotcha. anyways, that's, yeah. Oh, that's exciting. Okay. I didn't look into it. Okay. But I like her name. Yeah. I, I like what she's into. Yeah. I mean, you know. Very DIY type of gal. Uh, love a DIY. <laughs> Anyways, okay. Leonardo was born in Montella, Italy on November 14th, 1893. She's a Scorpio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't fuck with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't do it. Can't fuck with a Scorpio. It'll turn you into soap, apparently. <laughs> so, not much is known about her childhood, but there are two things that we do know about her. One is that she suffered from depression in her youth and attempted suicide twice. So, mm. very sad. Yeah. Uh, the second thing we know about her is that she grew up with fairly superstitious parents, making her also superstitious by default. Indeed. And that comes up later. That's important. Oh, Mark that. Okay. Check mark. Superstition. Look, I'm not nearly as superstitious as I think some people are. Mm-hmm. But if I spill salt, you bet your ass I'm putting it over my left shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, I'm going to keep going. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I don't know why I blacked out right there. I was like, I don't know how to talk. You really um, had a moment. <laughs> sorry, I was thinking I about... I had a stroke. I had a stroke. <laughs> I was thinking about Harry Styles. <laughs> a sweaty, oily, half-naked. Yeah. Okay. Do you want me to get through the story? <laughs> the basement is flooded. Just overflowing. <laughs> Okay. Okay. In 1917, she married uh, registry office clerk Rafael Pensardi. Mm. Um, and what should have been a happy time didn't turn out to be quite that. <laughs> uh-huh. um, because, her, because her parents did not approve of the marriage. Uh, they And it was specifically because they already had plans for her to marry another man. Uh-huh. Like arranged marriage, you know? Oh, um, those are never good. Yeah. So Leonardo did her own thing and her parents were mad at her for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, upset about their daughter's choices, Leonardo's mother uh, cursed their marriage. Oh. Now, specifics of the curse is unknown, but parental curses are scary as fuck. <laughs> and in my knowledge, always come true. Uh-oh. Because of only one case that I know. <laughs> <laughs> A la, my full-ass father was cursed by his mother. Oh. <gasps> And that shit came true. Really? Yes. Because in his youth, he was a very reckless young man. Huh? And my grandma was like, I'm cursing you. You're only going to have daughters. <laughs> he, had, <laughs> he had six girls. He does have six girls. Yep. Wow. He's incapable because of a curse. <laughs> Coincidence? Maybe? I, I think not. Oh, no. Me thinks no, not. No, no. <laughs> if grandma's put a curse on you, you're fucked. Yeah. My no-no 
fucked my dad. <laughs> my dad wanted a son. He was like, I want a kid who's going to play football and do all this stuff. And the closest he got was me. <laughs> he was like, good enough. Let's go. <laughs> Just kidding. My foster brothers. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Before. Pre-2010. That okay. was the case. Fair. Fair. Cool. <laughs> Mm. Moving on. Freshly cursed. Leonardo and her husband left Montella and moved to his native town in 1921. While there, Leonardo was up to no good and she was convicted of fraud and imprisoned Mm. in 1927. Yes. Weird. Uh, When released, the couple moved again to Lacedonia where their house was destroyed by an earthquake. Jesus. Not a great life. (laughs) Not a lot of luck. (laughs) Weird. No. Wonder why. Fucking grandma. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Don't She's like, with- shit's gonna fuck you up everywhere you go. Yeah. And that's... Ta-da! Well, and it gets worse because we're talking about her today. <laughs> but that was on her own accord. All right. <laughs> um, so she and her husband cut their losses and then moved to Corrigio, which is, I think, the nickname town. Oh, Okay. Gotcha. If that makes sense. <laughs> Following along. I thought you were trying to, like, think of what that translates to. I was like... Uh, no. Corrugated. I don't know. <laughs> Cardboard. I don't know Italian. <laughs> I don't even know if I'm saying this, this stuff right. <laughs> it sounds good. Thank you. Go with it. Thank you. And what... In this city or town or whatever it was, I don't know... I don't know size. Village. Yeah. We'll call it village. <laughs> she started up her own business as a local fortune teller. Oh. Mm. Look, I love a fortune teller. <laughs> uh, she soon became well-known among the locals as a nice lady and a great neighbor. And she was very popular and well-respected. Oh. In the time that she was with her husband, mm-hmm. Leonardo was pregnant a total of 17 times. 17? Yeah. Unfortunately, she lost three of her children due to miscarriages and 10 of her children died in their youth. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, Hard life. Bleak curses. It'll do that to you. It sure will. Um, some people... Oh, also this. Some people say that when she was younger, a fortune teller predicted that Leonardo would marry and have children, but that all of her children would die. And so the fact that it was kind of coming true mm-hmm. really freaked her out. Yeah. Um, this compounded with the fact that her mom cursed her. <laughs> <laughs> It made her really protective of the four remaining children that she had. Okay. I was like, all right, three, ten, there's four somewhere around here. Yeah. Okay. So okay. those those four are alive. Mm-hmm. As you can imagine, in 1939, when her eldest child was old enough to join World War II, Uh-oh. she was more than a little stressed. Yeah. <laughs> That's a high-risk situation it if sure I ever It sure is. <laughs> God. Um, World War II in Italy? Yeah. Uh, hashtag bad. <laughs> Real bad. <laughs> really bad. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. So, Leonardo agonized over how she would protect him when he would be so far away. And so, she figured the best way to help him would be to create a supernatural defense. Mm. Now, one of two things happened at this point, but the outcome is the same. Okay. Oh, not one of... What did I say? You said one I'm of gonna, two things happened, okay, but the but, outcome was the same. Yeah. So two, there are two things that could have happened. Only one of them are... Okay. okay. Only one of them is true, but uh-huh. the outcome is the same no matter what the story says. Got you. Okay. So story number one. Go. One. 
She went to a psychic but told her to protect her son. She would need a human sacrifice. Okay. On, two, sounds on brand. Two, because she was a psychic herself, she just decided that if another life was taken in place of her son, the universe would balance everything out. Oh, okay. But again, regardless of what actually happened, she settled on a human sacrifice mm-hmm. was needed. Naturally. Yeah. It's true. That's, <laughs> I mean, how else are you going to protect your loved ones? Murder. Yeah, clearly. I'm going to live forever just because when I'm on the brink of death, I'm just going to kill somebody. <laughs> I think that's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> and then the universe will be like, ooh, can't go after her now. <laughs> Gotta wait this one out. (laughs) (laughs) So, a fortune teller herself, Leonardo decided that her clients would make the perfect target Mm -hmm. because they were often vulnerable with her and trusted her. So, which is just so sad. This is gonna get ugly real fast. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm ready. So, the first woman she thought to kill was her neighbor, Faustina Setti. Seti was a spinster who desperately wished for a husband. Mm. And so she went to Leonardo several times and was like, hey, get me laid. Right? Love potion number nine. <laughs> get it. Mix it up in the sink. It'll look like India ink. Excuse me? Is that something? It's from the song. What song? Love potion number nine. I cannot with you. Look, I'm on a roll today. And Sorry, you're squashing it. Sorry, I was just thinking about Harry Styles <laughs> <laughs> and his nipple butterfly. <sighs> she wants to get laid. Sorry, I was just thinking about nipples. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, can't take you anywhere. <laughs> Leonardo approached Seti and told her that, "Congrats, I found you a husband." Oh, um, oh. but. He's in another village. Oh, yes. So she advised Seti to tell no one about her departure and just write some letters and postcards which she that Leonardo would then send. Sure. And so that she could tell her love, Seti's loved uh-huh. ones that everything was fine. Yeah. Uh, while she was giving this advice, she served drug-laced wine to Seti, and soon enough, she was incapacitated. And then, if that wasn't enough... Leonardo bludgeoned her to death with an axe. Oh, my God. And then proceeded to cut her body into nine parts and collect her blood in a basin. One, two, three, four, five, six. I'm trying to to decide. Head, clearly one. Head, shoulders, knees, and toes. That's five. Okay. That's four, actually. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Head. Head, two arms. That's three. Two arms. Torso. Torso is five. Mm-hmm. Six, Each seven, leg. eight, nine. So maybe like, like... Legs and feet. Legs at the hips. Sorry. Like legs at the hips. Mm-hmm. And then cut the lower legs off. I don't know. I didn't see a... <laughs> didn't see a... That's probably diagram. a thing. <laughs> it's not cattle. <laughs> uh, now in nine parts. Okay. Her oh son was safe. Gosh. Because the sacrifice had been done. Mm-hmm. But now she just had this body on hand that she had to figure <sighs> out what to do with. Ugh. So, this woman, Leonardo. I don't want it. Wrote a book. Nope. Yep. It's a, a memoir called An Embitter Soul's Confessions. I'm sorry, she wrote a book? Yes. Oh, shit. So, in Leonardo's own words, we know what happened next. No. Quote. 
I threw the pieces into a pot. No. Added seven kilos of caustic soda, when I had, which I had bought to make soap, mm-hmm. and stirred the whole mixture until the pieces dissolved in a thick, dark mush that I poured into several buckets and emptied into a nearby septic tank. No. As, the ble- as for the blood in the basin, I waited until it coagulated, dried it in the oven, ground it, and mixed it with flour, no, sugar, no! chocolate, milk, and eggs. She made fucking red velvet cookies? As well as a bit of margarine. Uh, Kneading all the ingredients together. No. I made lots of crunchy tea cakes and served them to the ladies who came to visit. I'm sorry. Though my son and I also ate them. No. <laughs> um, she made fucking scones? Yeah. that's all i just uh is all i got she made a nice little spice out of the blood she dried it and ground it look i'm having a real problem with this (laughs) just think about harry styles you'll get through it okay now i thought she just made soap no she didn't make soap yet yet so now you'd think after one human sacrifice okay (laughs) she would stop Mm-hmm. But the story is not over. Of course it's not. It's going to get worse, isn't it? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> it could have been that she thought the fates might have blinked and missed her sacrificial offering. Oh, for Pete's sake. <laughs> or she thought she needed now one sacrifice for each child that she had remaining. Just in cases. Just in case. Oh, boy. But whatever the reason, Leonardo was soon looking among her neighbors again for potential baking supplies. <laughs> Oh, I have to make cupcakes tomorrow. <laughs> Just don't make it with Ugh. blood. Gosh, I'm so upset by this. Okay. <clears throat> the second person that she decided to kill was another neighbor named Francisca Sovai. She needs to quit killing off her fucking neighbors. Mm. You'd think. <laughs> um, <laughs> Francisca had come to Leonardo requesting help in finding a new job. And... As luck would have it, I'm sure. Leonardo found a job for her, uh, but it was in another village. What a, gosh, what a coinky dink. Uh, Leonardo thought it might be nice a nice surprise for her family if Frances- and Francesca kept her new job a secret. So... <laughs> Guys, don't keep secrets from your family. Please. So again, Leonardo was like, write some letters and I'll give it to your family. Sure. Just don't tell them. Just leave. Mm-hmm. Um, to celebrate the new job, Leonardo was like, here's some wine. And it was drug-laced. Of course it was. And after she was in, and after Francisca was incapacitated again, she was axed, dismembered, and later bubbling away on the stove. No. <laughs> no. Gosh. Again, Leonardo made cakes. Mm-hmm. And Francisca was never heard from again. She got that good new job. <laughs> <laughs> she got that good new job. <laughs> Clearly. Oh, she's living her best life. Yeah. And someone else. So, that's two two human sacrifices down. Mm-hmm. Two, two to go. Two, two to go. Oh, shit. Okay. So, the third. But Let I'll... me guess. Another neighbor? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you guess? <laughs> I'm a psychic. Yeah. <laughs> so, the third person's name is Virginia Ketchupo wow. Whoa. <laughs> whoa, whoa. That's not whoa. it. <laughs> Ketchupo. Oh. <laughs> Ketchatory. 
No, C-A-C-I-O-P-P-O. Ketchupo. Oh. Hold on. C C I A O C C A C I O C A C Cazio Po Caziopo Caziopo That sounds better Sure that sounds Italian Nothing <laughs> If you do this the Caziopo <laughs> Everything sounds Italian The alphabets that confuse me the most are like the romantic languages uh-huh. I just don't understand how C's work <laughs> Fair like the letter C also, E's. They're very confusing. Yeah. Other languages really confusing. I'm really bad at languages, including English. <laughs> <laughs> She's also shit at math. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> at work. At work. Somebody was reviewing our files. Uh-huh. And he was like, oh, this, to one of mine that I had done, he's like, this is a really good file, but you made the mistake of letting your client, <laughs> letting the tenants do the math. Because this is wrong. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's the ten- that's their fault. <laughs> <laughs> but I had, done the- <laughs> I had done the math and was just so wrong. Oh, uh, we need to get you a new calculator. <sighs> we just need to get me into class again. <laughs> Amen. Math is not where I thrived. Mm-mm. Okay. So Virginia yeah. was a former soprano. Oh. But uh, her career had taken a nosedive, and she went to Leonardo, seeking a way to revive her career. Mm. For her, Leonardo claimed that she had found work as a secretary for a mysterious man in Florence. Again, away. <laughs> Look, she wasn't looking for a secretary job. It's true. She but wanted he her was... fucking voice back. But he was, I think he was in the, like... Oh, he's like in the biz. Yeah. So, so it was like foot in the door type God, of thing. Okay. Okay. I guess I can see the correlation of why. That's not the right word. I'm drunk. <laughs> Just keep reading. Um, and as with the other two women, she was instructed not to tell a single person where she was going. Gosh. Because Leonardo loves secrets. Mm. Mm-hmm. Virginia agreed and was like, I won't tell anybody. And on the 30th of September, 1940... She came for her last visit to Leonardo. Mm-hmm. The pattern to the murder was the same as the first two. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, unlike the first two victims, Virginia's body was melted to make soap. Oh, gross. According to Leonardo's book, her own words. Her own. I <clears throat> can't. Let me just hold on. Moment. I need a moment. Okay. <laughs> I cannot handle. <laughs> that this woman wrote her own book mm-hmm. and was like, it it should have just been titled "How I Committed Murder Four Times." Yeah, and <laughs> like, I'm she. I will mm, keep just keep listening. Okay, so her own words. Mm-hmm. She ended up in a pot like the other two. Her flesh was fat and white. Ugh. When it had melted, I added a bottle of cologne. And after a long time on the boil, I was able to make some most acceptable, creamy soap. I gave the bars to neighbors and acquaintances. The cakes, too, were better. That woman was really sweet. No! can't. (laughs) That's disgusting. I... I... I'm having a really hard time with this one. Because it's gross as fuck. It's... Sick nasty. Look, this is like 
like cannibalism in general mm-hmm. makes me, and I think it does most people, yeah. fucking like cringy cringe because mm-hmm. it's just so like yeah, it's just so bad. Yeah, it's gross. And she's just like fucking <laughs> like Betty Crockering it and making scones and soap. The Martha Stewart of murderers. <laughs> That's the title of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking perfect. Thank you, Keeks. Way to go. Tens across the board. Thanks. <laughs> All right. We have... That's three murder. Mm-hmm. Three. God. Holding up four fingers. <laughs> okay. We got one more left. Okay. But... Oh. So, unlike shit. her other victims, though, uh-huh. her family... Virginia's family grew suspicious of the disappearance. Virginia's sister last saw her going into Leonardo's home, Mm. and so she reported this to the constable. The constable. Some some article said police. One said constable, and I liked it, so I put it down. (laughs) Constable is better way, way better. (laughs) (laughs) The bad way. (laughs) Not polizia. No. Constable. Constable. I don't... You can't say constable with an Italian accent. That's true. It's very English. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Continue. <laughs> so, the constable went over to Leonardo's place, mm-hmm. peeked around, noticed a few sketchy things, and was like, mm, oh. I'm arresting you oh, on oh. the suspicion of murder. What sketchy things did he find? I didn't... It didn't say anything. Shit. I assume... It said she didn't clean up very well, uh-huh. so I assume there was just coagulated blood places. Oh, God. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> okay. When interviewed, Leonardo immediately admitted to everything because denying everything might have done all the cosmic good she had created <gasps> oh. with her sacrifices. Yeah. You can't lie about yeah. murder if you're doing it for... <laughs> To keep your children safe. Right. Murder. You gotta be real open about that. (laughs) Lying? No. (laughs) That's where she she draws the line. Cannibalism? Fine. Lying to the police? Uh, Mm. (laughs) Well. Yeah. So, during her trial in 1946, she remained completely unapologetic. (laughs) Going so far as to correct lawyers on the grisly details of the murders. Oh, my God. And proudly claiming that the copper ladle she used to skim the fat to make the soaps. Oh, God. She had donated it to the war efforts. No. 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 Leonardo maintained. I have a question. Mm -hmm. Why? Why? Because... Because they needed metal? Yeah, because there were shortages, and she was like, like, are they in that desperate need of a fucking spoon that she was like, it's my last one, it's the good one. Use it to make some lovely soap with this. It was made of copper, and it was, so it was valuable to the water. I was like, "Mm, this doesn't, this doesn't add up. (laughs) Doesn't bode well. So, Leonardo, Leonardo Mm -hmm. maintained a cool demeanor during her trial and didn't appear regretful at all. She was sentenced to a 30-year 30 30 year jail term, along with three years in a criminal asylum. Oh. Ten years for each murder. I have a problem with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I take... I take... Uh, if I was... Problems with it. <laughs> if I was her son, I would have wanted more because she made me eat bloody tea cakes. Yes! 
Like, that, okay. <laughs> Let's break this down. <laughs> That's 33 years between prison and the like, asylum. The asylum. Mm hmm. For three people, so that's 33 divided by three is 11. Mm -hmm. That's 11 years for lying, mm -hmm. murdering. No, she didn't lie. She lied to the to the, the women. That's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, fucking conspiracy to commit murder. Mm-hmm. First degree murder. Mm-hmm. Cannibalism. Fucking up, <laughs> fucking up a dead body. Mm -hmm. I can't think of the, the actual Desecrating. word. That, thank you. No, that's what you do to that's a grave. grave. <laughs> uh, it's another Mutal. D word. It's when you mess with some a dead body. Uh-huh. Cannibalism. Mm -hmm. Is that a crime? I'm sure it is. Yeah. But I don't know what the fucking charge for that is. Cannibalism. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. I'm just saying. We are talking four major offenses and she's mm -hmm. only getting 11 years. Per person? Mm-hmm. Wrong. <laughs> nope. I can't. Okay. <clears throat> so. <sighs> while in jail, Leonardo took the time to write her memoir. Mm -hmm. And that's how we got the book. Sure. And she survived the, the 30 years no! in jail. But she went to the asylum and it was there that she suffered from a stroke that she could not recover from. And she died in 1970. Seven zero nineteen seven zero. Yeah. My God. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> a number of artifacts from the case, including the pot in which the victims mm -mm. were boiled in, are on display at the Criminological Museum in Rome. No. So you can go to Rome and see the pot. Holy shit. <laughs> and if you're interested in her story, there is a comedy about her life. <laughs> <laughs> What's it called? It's a play. Called... Let me guess. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, we can't be. Can't just be called like the soap maker of. It's not such and such. Um. Okay. Let me. Let me think. Uh, fucking waitress. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The popular flower butter sugar motherfuckers. <laughs> The popular musical is based <laughs> off of murder. <laughs> I was trying to think of something like Sweeney Todd, and then I was like, I don't remember her last name. Also, it doesn't roll off the tongue like you want it to. Uh, you're wrong. It is not called <laughs> Waitress. I'm real hot. <laughs> it's called Love and Magic in Mama's Kitchen. Oh, good title. <laughs> And it was first produced by Liana Wurtmerler mm -hmm. in the Sopleto Festival in 1979. And it did have a, a Broadway run in 1983. <laughs> we need to find that. Yeah, we do. Oh I'd my. watch the okay. shit out of that. Love, love and Magic in, in Mama's, Mama's Kitchen. kitchen. That is an inappropriate description for what just went down, but I like her enthusiasm. <laughs> and oh. that's it for Leonardo. I'm sorry, what was the name of or the book she wrote again? Which one? Oh, the b book. Yeah. Her, <laughs> the the her only life. book she wrote. <laughs> sorry. It's not cal called How I Made Soap and Snacks Out of People, <laughs> but... <laughs> it's called An Embitter Soul's Confessions. Jesus. 
What the fuck, Richard? <laughs> really sorry about that. Is that what you call your phone? I don't know why. His name is Richard. I don't know why I said... I've been thinking about Richard <laughs> Dreyfus for a long time. <laughs> we have really thrown it back to the 90s with the people we have been talking about today. Richard Dreyfus, Nick Cage... <laughs> My my brain's in a lot of places right now. <laughs> I said that because sorry, my phone went off. I've been really unprofessional. <laughs> there is an album called mm-hmm. "I Want to Meet Richard Dreyfus," and I think it's like twelve to ten songs. Okay, all about Richard Dreyfus, <laughs> and one of the lines is, "Come on, Richard." <laughs> All right. Anyways, that was that Broad's Got Moxie. It sure was. <laughs> that was the Friday fr- Friday night sounds of that Broad's Got Moxie. <laughs> We're going to do a shout out <laughs> for, uh, uh, I don't know. Well, I don't know where I was going with Shout that. out to Harry Styles. Yes. Appreciate your new video. Mm-hmm. It's real. We like it. Thank you. <laughs> Um, Amen. (laughs) (laughs) If you liked this episode, go ahead and rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. That's got Moxie. (laughs) That's right. Also, you can follow us on our social medias. Mm -hmm. We are on the Facebook and the Instagram Mm -hmm. at That Broad's Got Moxie. Sure are. And we are tweeting away on Twitter. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Twitter? Twitter? No. Uh, at just Broad's Got Moxie. And we have an email address if you want to slide <laughs> into our G- GMs. EMs? GM- oh, GMs, because of Gmails. Yeah. Oh, I like it. Okay. Uh, and our our email is thatbroadsgotmoxie at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. I did get an email. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the subject line was Grandma's Bush <laughs> and then just 84 <laughs> stars. <laughs> Woo, woo. Good content. Killing it. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag that's the devil. Um, all right, everyone. That's all we got. Yep. Bye. Bye. Music by Sage Krenning. Cover art by Vinny Navarrete. Produced and edited by Danielle Barsanti. Side effects of listening to this podcast may include excessive moxie, zero tolerance for the patriarchy, sass mouth, excessive sweating, tipsy tittering, desire to stick it to the metaphorical man, fear of cats, empowering women, clammy hands and feet, the inability to do math, lack of patience for the bullshit, thirst for knowledge, questioning the system, cravings for bougie chicken, vodka, and justice, and in some cases can cause death on hills.